Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Loner's Tribe. It's been a while, I'm aware. I got back from Mexico like a month ago at this point. Oh my god, it's been so long. I have no idea where the time has gone. When I got back, it was a little chaotic because I had to find somewhere to live. And then as soon as I found somewhere to live, it was like the day I moved in, they started renovations next door that were like five feet from my window. So anything that I had to do that required like quiet, I couldn't do. So I've been hopping around to coffee shops and people's houses just to take client calls. So I definitely couldn't record, but I think they're finally done, hopefully. I literally couldn't even use this space until right now. So I'm excited to be back chatting with you guys. It feels like everything that wants to be moved through me wants to be spoken now. So I'm looking forward to making these episodes a more regular thing. I probably won't set like a specific date that they'll be released each week just because my downloads don't really come to me like systematically like that. And there might be some weeks where I release three and other weeks that I don't release any. So at this point, there's just been so much that I've wanted to talk about and just haven't been able to. So it's kind of starting to all blend together because now at this point, it's been like all of Mexico, which was a huge transformation experience for me. And now it's been like all of the time integrating back into the States. So bear with me. These next few episodes might be a bit more brain dumpy, but honestly, that's how I talk anyway. So welcome. Ugh. I do have a habit of not wanting to release an episode until it like flows perfectly and like hits all the points that I've wanted, but I'm realizing it's a lot harder to produce that way. And if I have to elaborate more on something like later on, I will. So. On that note, we are getting into something that has been coming up a lot more for me as I attempt to stay on the path that's guided by love. This is something a lot of you saw me journey through as I was in Mexico. The state of being I was in there was bliss, like pure flow state, turned on by life, heart exploding, everything is just happening for me in like ways I couldn't imagine, but I knew that I was attracting like tight bliss. And I'm an observer, I always have been, so I was observing like everything that led me to reaching that state of love and what perspective I had to adopt to keep myself there. And now that I'm back, I'm observing what leads me to like falling off from that vibration, which I've been dealing with for the past few weeks. So just to clarify, when I say love on here um, or like in my posts on Instagram, if you follow me. I'm not referring to love like most of us identify it as, which would be like relationship love or like family love. Those are really good examples of when we do fully open ourselves to experience love. But when I say love, I mean the life force that everything consists of. Like love is the frequency of our creation. So we're either living our life in alignment with it. And that's when we open ourselves to experience bliss and oneness with our surroundings where there really just isn't anything to worry about or we're not and we remain in like the victim state of suffering and loneliness so it would be extremely inaccurate to limit love to just the romantic or the family love or just any love that we experience with other people because it's not just with other people it's everything like love is purpose and it already courses our veins in any given moment so we either just live in a state of remembrance of that or we don't so I'm going to do a full episode on source, which is love and bliss sometime soon, but 
I felt that this episode needed to be born first. So here we are. I just wanted to give a little bit of an explanation on that because it is going to come up quite a bit. So on the path guided by love, there's something that tends to come up a lot, which is radical truth. And that's because love is truth. So it obviously requires the truth to reach it. It already exists where it does. And if we're lucky, we meet it where it is. What else functions that way? The truth. Okay. So this shows up in the form of radical acceptance for ourselves and for others or radical honesty with ourselves and with others. Basically what that means is there is absolutely no difference between what you think and what you say. There is no difference between what needs to be said and what is said. There's no censoring, there's no shifting, there's no changing, there's no masking of anything. So why wouldn't we just always talk this way, right? Like, wouldn't it make sense to show up as we are? Like, what about this honesty is so radical? Well, almost all of us are brought up craving acceptance from others because typically as a child, that's what you need in order to survive. You need to match the standard of what is accepted around you in order for people to care for you or love you or whatever it is. So we go through our whole lives putting up these little masks or telling these little white lies to everyone that we meet thinking as long as we change something about ourselves, it'll make us look or seem presentable enough to be accepted a little easier than if we were to outright just tell the truth about ourselves, about who we are and what we think and what we like. Okay, so it actually gets to the point where we're not even really radically honest with ourselves. Most of us don't even know who we are. We are led so far away from ourselves and the truth of who we are that it becomes really hard to tap into like, what do I like? What do I desire? Like, what's my real opinion on this? What do I tolerate? So let's start there. What is the motive we have behind showing up inauthentically? For most people, it's going to be to receive more love. I could bet everyone listening to this right now has things you either don't bring up or won't bring up to pretty much anyone you meet and also probably avoid facing when you're alone. Why? Because we learned somewhere that it was unlovable. Maybe from our parents, our friends, teachers, society, men, women, whatever. Since we're creatures that crave love, love is our purpose. So it seems totally contradictory to show up in a way that might deprive us of that. Voluntarily, might I add. So here's the problem with that. As much as we want love in our lives, we assume that we have to change for love. We have to hide ourselves for love. We have to settle for love. And already by viewing it this way, We don't even realize that we're not even talking about love anymore because love doesn't exist by those standards. That's actually shame at that point. So love as it truly exists wants to experience itself in as many ways as it can. That's why we're here. So all it wants is to be seen as it is. And remember, your love. So if it wants to be seen as it is, That means it wants to be seen as you are. That's why our most intimate relationships are the ones where we feel the other person accepts us or they don't judge us or this is the reason why we have such a hard time letting go of someone that we've known for a really long time because we feel like, you know, 
they know so much about us or it'll be hard to ever find that again. Like I just feel so myself around them. We all know the feeling. As many times as I ask the question to my clients, like who in your life has made you feel the safest and why? It's always the same answer. Like they just accept me for who I am. I don't have to change around them. So we know this is where love is able to meet us, right? And yet we go into the world already changing ourselves before we even step out the door, already changing our truth from the moment that we talk to someone. We don't even give anyone a chance to accept us for who we are because we have the wrong perception of love that we're seeking. The love that we learned was probably something like, you know, like definitely don't bring this up because they might judge you. Definitely change this story so they're more impressed by you. Definitely brushed off that comment that they made so I don't come off like I actually have opinions and boundaries. And if, you know, like I get myself into this nice little digestible box for them that I might as well have just cut off my own arm at this point, that's how much of myself is missing, then they'll love me. I am a recovering victim of believing I had to change my story or tell white lies about myself so that people would accept me. So here's what we're doing when we're not being radically honest. We are trying to control people's paths to align with ours for our own acceptance. There is a very important concept you have to understand if you are walking a path toward ascension or toward love, and that is sovereignty. This is the concept that everyone in our life, no matter what their label is, no matter how close we are to them, is by choice. We are choosing to walk alongside someone. Nothing is forcing either one of you there. You are just two random humans with your own life path who decided to form a connection and walk alongside each other for the time being. Just because we choose someone to be in our life does not mean that our path is now theirs and their path is now ours. Those are still very much separate. But usually what we'll do when we meet someone is say like, oh my God, I relate to you so much. Oh my God, like our choices must now align in every way and our path is now one and anytime we veer off of it, like all hell will break loose and if we ever hurt each other, like we have to hate each other. Like, no. First of all, on the other side of here, all souls rejoin back into connection. So there would be no point of hating any other soul or anyone. Like be like hating yourself. Souls don't know hate, they only know love. Second, we can have people in our life who make our path more clear or walk a very similar path, but even then, they are still their own free self, able to make sovereign, free decisions that align with their path, and as are you. This kind of leads us into boundaries, which I'm going to do a whole separate episode on later, but for right now, I'll just say this. Sometimes we have a deep desire to continue walking alongside someone So we make decisions and choices that align with theirs and we do this freely and we do this able-bodied. But sometimes we have a deep desire that goes against someone's life path and thus we hurt them or we act out of alignment with them, which is also a free, able-bodied decision. And as much as we can think that these are personal attacks against us when it happens to us, nothing is personal. It's only personal when we attach our life path to someone else's so hard that we forget that at one point like 
we were just two strangers like walking our own cute little life path who both chose to come together in the pursuit of love. But when you are acting out of love, there is no force and there's no control. There's none of that. So here's the truth. We do not get to control what is right for someone, what is meant for someone, or a decision someone wants to make. And by us trying to control that, we are essentially taking the place of God who has ultimate control already, and we're literally just getting in the way, making it harder on everyone. So not only are we doing ourselves a disservice by controlling someone who may not have been meant for us in the long term, but we're also doing them a disservice by trying to control them and cheat them out of the path that God or source assigned for them. Maybe they were meant to do that thing that hurt us. Maybe that was literally laid out for them as a lesson or a lesson for us. Like love knows the way and we can pretend that we know the way, but like, let's be real. We're actually just always guessing in some way. So love is the intelligence behind everything that knows the way that usually makes absolutely no sense to us here in the human realm. All we can do is show up in complete and total truth and allow love to determine what is meant for us, which, yes, what is meant for us might switch up frequently. That means remaining unattached. That means appreciating the fuck out of every moment that you are in alignment with someone or walking alongside someone. That means loving them even when that alignment starts to lessen because someone's alignment with you doesn't determine how much you can love them. That means trusting love more than the human pain that we experience. That means when we get the urge to lie a little bit to make someone like us more, we're actually already acting out of trust with love because we're trying to control the path of both people in a way that's not divinely guided by anything but us. And we do not know the fucking way. I had a call recently with someone who had said that she met someone new and this guy was just very specific in what he wanted and what he was looking for which was so out of pocket like the things this guy expected first of all and she had said like she was trying to figure out how to make herself come across as though she'd be a match for him because she liked him and like zooming out on this really think about how often we do this someone has a template for us And instead of us being like, oh, well, they're probably just, you know, not the best match for my life path, we literally switch up everything just so we can fit into it. Talk about self-abandonment. We have become so used to the priority being like, change myself enough that this person likes me. We even do this with the people that, you know, we don't even get along with that well. Being accepted by people becomes like a validation spike more than anything else. We get validated that we could be accepted by someone and don't even realize we just gave up half of ourselves to receive that validation. And it should be like, let me show up exactly as I am and let them decide if I'm for them or not, or let myself decide if this person is really for me or not and being totally, completely okay with either way. Like, this culture has made us forget that we aren't supposed to make decisions for people. It's made us forget that if we show up exactly as we are and people don't stay, that doesn't take anything away from us. Imagine this. Like, every person you meet, you give them a diluted version of yourself, thinking that will help, right? 
You might want to be accepted by people who have habits you don't like. You might want to be accepted by people, you know, who don't even know or accept themselves. You might want to be accepted by people who you hardly have anything in common with just to be accepted. And now it's five years later. Let's look at your life, right? You're surrounded by people who still don't know you. They never did know you. You're surrounded by people who haven't even had the chance to know you because the truth was never brought to their attention. They were maybe cheated into liking you because you painted a specific picture for them that you've spent all this time and all of this energy upholding just to be accepted still. And now we're faced with the decision, like, as we go on a journey of self-healing, like, shit, if I show up authentically now, like, what are my friends going to think of me? Are they still going to like me? I hear this all the time as what blocks people from being themselves in the real world and why their journey of self-embodiment takes so much longer because their friends or their partners or their family members just have no fucking idea who they actually are. Which if you're in that position, like it's fine, it's totally normal and we're taught to do this. But you see how these things that we consider like these little white lies in the moment, they add up really quick. And going off the five-year thing, like now you're actually still nowhere closer to being surrounded by any people that are meant to be around you because all of the parts that you hide away and cover in lies are the exact things your people needed to be able to recognize but never got the chance to. So if someone asks you, you know, what your view on relationships is and you're polyamorous, say it. If someone asks you if you want to party but you don't like drinking, say it. If someone asks you if you want a picture taken of yourself and you do, say it. If something bothers you, say it. If you love someone, say it. If you need space, say it. If you feel like you're being taken advantage of, say it. Here is the hard truth. Anyone worth having in your life will recognize your truth. And as long as it doesn't cross like a boundary of theirs, they will figure out a way to work with it simply because they know that your sovereign, able-bodied choices in life don't take anything away from them because they are also sovereign, able-bodied themselves. The point isn't to conjoin with each other. The point is to experience each other. Love recognizes truth. Love recognizes love. It wants to experience itself. Imagine love is like one giant being or energy source, like a giant blob, and it was broken up into all of us. It wants to be able to like wave hello and laugh about all the ways that it's manifesting in earth right now. Like, whoa, we like that in that body? How interesting. Like, we like this in this body. Isn't that crazy? And it can only do that if it's fully revealed. Like, if it's not the truth, it's shame. And we all know that shame is the furthest thing from love. So it can't recognize itself there. If you just being you does take something away from someone or it threatens them, then they are just either not a whole person on their own yet and they haven't reached a state of sovereignty or they just haven't tapped into their own truth to then be able to recognize yours. And those are not people that you want to have in your life. Like, don't you dare change yourself to keep yourself around them. Like, let them go. Let them find their own just as you will also do. And if you come back together one day, so be it. When we are really in the pursuit of love, you have come to the understanding that anything that is not the truth 
will only lead you further from love. And when you have felt the frequency of love and recognize yourself within it, it is so like appalling to go in the opposite direction of that. It's like trading bliss for temporary comfort. Like you just wouldn't. Like nothing tops bliss. Comfort is irrelevant in the presence of bliss. So radical honesty is a stance of trust in the truth that will then allow love to lead us to all of the places that will be witnessed and experienced among those who are also ready to be witnessed and experienced. It's an act of service to allowing love or source to experience itself. It's like the biggest mission that we have on this earth. So I want to challenge everyone listening to this. Next time you notice what you're thinking is out of alignment with what you're about to say out loud to yourself or to someone else, ask yourself, like, is this really worth moving myself further away from love? Do I really trust myself to control this situation through my shame more than love is able to? Is that really worth it? And I will just leave you with that. Love you guys so, so much. And I will talk to you next time.